thanks. So we're going to give thanks. And guess what happened? It was multiplied. And I know that some of you, you know what? Hey, we could all use multiplication right now. Come on, right? Let's thank God for what we have. You've given your best to God. Let's just like that little boy. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for this seed that has been sown tonight. We thank you, Father. You've been so good to us, so, so faithful to us to meet every need. Father, you said that you are our supply. We keep our eyes on you. And as we sow this seed tonight, we expect a hundredfold return, multiplication, addition, multiplication to our house, to our jobs, to our finances. In Jesus' mighty name, say this with me, all the money that I need, it comes. All the money, all the Christmas money, all the gifts I need so that I can give to others, they come. All the paying customers, all the money my business needs, it comes. And all the money that this church needs, all the mighty men, all the mighty women that are called to this church, they come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, hallelujah. We add our confession because we're releasing our faith. It's not just something we do. We're releasing our faith. Every time you speak the word, you're releasing your faith, amen. We don't just, well, you know, it's my confession. Words are meant to release faith. Words are creative power. They'll cause things to come to you. You can call for finances. Amen. That's why we say all the money I need, it comes. You need to just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take your, just take out your wallet. Just take it out. Well, if you don't have it, you just pretend like you do. Hold up something that represents money. Praise the Lord. You got to learn to speak to your wallet. Speak to your wallet. Uh, the Bible says, you speak to those mountains and you command them to be removed. Debt, lack, that's a mountain. You speak to those things, just like you speak to a headache, just like you speak to uh, a sore throat and tell it to go. You tell symptoms of lack to go. You don't allow them to sit in your house. You don't allow thoughts of lack, uh, you don't allow the enemy to paint a picture of a bleak future, a bleak financial future. No, you tell those symptoms of lack, you get out in Jesus' name. And then the Bible says when you speak to that mountain, it will be removed. It will be removed. And it says when you believe, when you pray, you believe that you receive it and you shall have it. So we're going to speak. It just came to me as they walked back there. We're going to speak to the mountain of lack. If there's you know, you know what? You can always, and you say, Pastor, I I'm, I'm have everything I need. Well, do you have everything you need and then more than that to help others? It's about helping others. Don't ever be satisfied with, well, I have everything I need. There's always more that we can give to others and do. That's right. So if you, if you want to do this with me, you can, but it just came to me. I believe it's by the Spirit. See, Let's first we're gonna speak to that mountain. Say mountain of lack, mountain of not enough, mountain of going from paycheck to paycheck. You go in Jesus' name. You be removed out of my life. Symptoms of lack, you get out in Jesus' name. I speak to that mountain and be removed. Now I speak to my wallet 
or your checkbook, or my checkbook. Your pastor has his wallet on his iPhone. There you go. I speak to you, wallet. I speak to you, accounts. You be full in Jesus' name. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. The windows of heaven are open unto me. The blessings are pouring out. I said the blessings are pouring out. The blessings are pouring out. I call in the blessings. I call in the blessings. I call in the money. Money, you come. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Devil, you loose my money. Devil, you loose my harvest. Angels, you go. And you cause it to come. In Jesus' name. Be specific. How much money do you need? I said be specific. How much money do you need right now? You should know how much money you need to be debt free. You should know how much money you need to pay off your bills. Thank you, Jesus. We call in that money. I don't, I don't care if it's $3,000, $5,000. You come in Jesus' name. You come to me, angels. You, you go forth and you, you get it. Devil, you loose it. And now we thank you. Then you thank God. See, when you have a financial, when you have a financial situation, you, you, first of all, you have to know what you need. How much money do you need? You got to get specific. I need $3,000. All right, now, devil, now then you tell the devil, number two, devil, you loose my money and you let it go. See, you're under the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says he is your supply. The Bible says there is no lack. There is no lack for those who serve God. That's under the curse. When you got born again, you were transferred out of the bless, out of the curse into the blessing. That blessing, though, it's contingent on us obeying God. Don't think you walk in the blessing if you don't obey him. Don't think you walk in the blessing if you won't love God by obeying him. And then love your fellow man. And then you, after you tell the devil to loose your money, then you say angels. Now, once... The devil looses that money. Then you tell the angels, angels, you go and you cause that money to come to me. In Jesus' name. Um, I was listening. Brother Hagen was telling the story. And we're just going to go in a different direction. We're just going to. This is what the Lord wants us to talk about. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Father, for this word that you have for us tonight. Fresh off the press, Lord. We thank you, Father, for it. It's, there's some answers here tonight. And I thank you, Father, for utterances in Jesus' name. So, Brother Hagen, um, you know, it was Christmas time. And uh, he didn't have, you know, he, obviously he had a family. He needed money. He was traveling on the road. And he said, Lord, what church should I go to? And he had a minister in mind. This minister, he goes, he just built a brand new auditorium. A brand new auditorium and uh, could seat 800 people. Well, that's the church I'll go to, Lord. You know, he needed, he needed money. He, you know, when you're a minister, you know the, the churches that are givers and those that aren't. Amen. The Lord said, no, that's not the church I want you to go to. I want you to go to the small country church. But Lord, they only have 32 people. And... I think in this church, there was only one man. 
There's only one man in that church. You know what that means? There's only one person that has like an income. Like back, you know, back in those days, they didn't work. Women didn't work. They stayed at home, you know. And the Lord's like, that's the church I want you to go to. He said, okay, Lord, remember what I read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. His own understanding wanted to go to the bigger church. See, your own understanding wants to figure things out, wants to calculate. What would, we, what would be better for me? In the natural, what would be better? What would bring me more money in the natural? But see, if you'll look to the Lord, he'll give you an answer. And it may not be what you want to do. It may not make sense to you. But remember what we read, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And so he went to this church and... Uh, <clears throat> He, and he, he needed, found this is back in the, I don't even know what year, I want to say 40s, 50s, maybe earlier than that. He said, you know, $250 would be a great offering for me. That's what he was thinking. <clears throat> and he went there, and the pastor said, now, Brother Hagen, you know, <clears throat> we've, uh, it was a farming community. He goes, we've, we've, had, a, well, we've had a cotton crop failure tomato crop failure, and, uh, you know, they used to take, when they would take offerings, they would do like a, who'll give five, who'll give ten, who'll give, they would do like a pledge. And Brother Higgins said, no, I don't want you to do that, because I'm not going to, I don't want to pull, I don't want you pulling on the people for money. Because this minister, <laughs> it sounds like he was very focused on, we had a cotton crop failure, we had a tomato crop failure, see, we have failures. We've got things, we've got circumstances. So don't expect a lot of an offering, you know. And uh, when he said, well, what, you know, he asked Brother Hayden, well, what's, what's your budget? And he goes, well, about $250, $250. And the man said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, it just took him back. You know, that's a lot of money. He said, no, no. He goes, that's why I didn't want to tell you. Because at first he goes, I, I don't tell people my budget. He goes, well, Brother Hagen, I want to know what your budget is. And so, well, 250. And, whoa, I don't, Pat, Brother Hagen, did I tell you? We've had a cotton crop failure. We've had a tomato crop failure. And he goes, listen, you just take the offering. Don't pull on the people. And I'm, I'm going to believe God. And he tells this story, many stories of where he would be sitting in the church that he was going to or sitting on the... Um, sitting on the, back then they used to sit on the stage, have chairs on the stage, and sitting on the stage, and he would say, he would say, uh, Lord, I need $250. Devil, you lose my money. Step number two, devil, you lose that 250 Three, angels, go forth and cause it to come to me. And he goes, and then I never pray for it again. Thank you, Lord, it's done. Hallelujah. And he just, thank the Lord, it's done. Thank the Lord, it's done, right? So he said, I just told the pastor, don't you worry about it. You just, you know, we're just going to do this. And so, uh, so he said, <clears throat> he went to this church, and uh, the pastor would take the offering. And, and they were all in like a one-room um, building. And, you know, he's like, I guess they had some kind of like a beams up there. And he said, Brother Hagin said, have you ever thought about like putting up... Um, you know, like another room back there. Uh, it's called something. I can't remember the name of it. For the kid, what was it called? Well, it's, no, something like another room so the kids could go back there, you know, building up a wall. Yeah, and he said, Brother Hagen, 
you know, we've had a cotton crop failure. We've had a tomato crop failure. And he's like, okay. So then that building, it was kind of chilly in there. So he said, now he's there for 10 days doing a 10-day meeting. You know, Pastor, have you ever thought about putting like a potbelly stove or some kind of, you know, some kind of stove in here? Some, he's like, Brother Hagen. We've had a cotton crop failure. See, he was so focused on the failures, on the problem of not having enough. You can't focus on what you don't have. He was more focused on the lack than he was God being his supply. Let's open, let's look at Philippians chapter 4. Because... When you, you know, God is your supply, but you know when you bring a supply, then you have a supply. Did you know that? When you bring your supply to the flow of your local church, when you bring your supply, there is a supply for you. Amen. Hey, if you were in the ministry of helps, I would have said, Amen, Pastor. That's right, Pastor. I'm bringing my supply. So I expect to be fully supplied. You ought to expect it. God blesses his children. He loves his children. There's no lack in heaven. What are you going to do when you get up there and see that the gold that you thought, man, I love those gold earrings, that gold ring, and you're going to look down, there it is on the, on the streets, like, like blacktop. It's so common. It's, its value isn't what it is here. Gold streets, the Bible talks about in heaven. Gold streets. There's no lack. There's no running out. We don't have to fear running out. We refuse to be in fear. We always have more than enough. Philippians chapter 4. And this is Paul. And he was talking to the church at Philippi. And uh, let's start with verse 14. Notwithstanding, I'm going a whole different direction, Joelle, so none of those verses will apply tonight, okay? But thank you for putting them in there. Uh, Philippians 4.14, Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. So here's Paul. Here's a minister. Now remind me to go back to the story about Brother Hagin, okay? Um, you, commun- you did communicate with my affliction. The Amplified says... You contributed to my needs and to share my difficulties with me. Um, you, you partnered with me. You partnered with me. Um, what you partner with is what you communicate with. If you're partnering with your local church, that's what you've communicated with. If you're partnering with things of the world, that's what you're there's a back and forth communication going on, back and forth. There's going to be worldly things that are going to flow in and out of your life. If you're partnering with the local church, there's going to be a flow of heaven going, flowing in and out of your life, flowing through you but coming to you. So then it can flow through you, but then it's going to come to you, but then it's going to come to you so it can flow through you. The money that comes to you is for to come through you to bless you, but doesn't stop with you, then it flows through you to be a blessing to others. To be a blessing to others. The first place we're called to be a blessing to is to the house of God. That's why we tithe. So he says, it was right for you to contribute to my needs. You did well. 
verse 15, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel I departed from Macedonia. No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you. You were the only church. You were the only ones that, that partnered with me. Now, we're going into the scripture we all love, but I want you to realize that if you're a partner with this local church, if you're a tither with this local church, you're bringing your supply, there's a supply for you. There's a supply for you. Verse 16, for even in this, and now, now look that it says it communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. The Amplified says, you entered into a partnership with me. You opened up a debit and credit account. You opened up a debit and, how many of you would like to open up a debit and credit account? You have a credit, you have your own heavenly account when you partner with him. Praise God. Holla. You're looking at your Bank of America. You're looking at your Wells Fargo. You've got a credit account in heaven that's full. That's full. You partnered with me. You op- When you partner with the local church, you open up an account, a heavenly account. It's like walking into the bank saying, I'd like to open up a, an account. They're like, checking or savings. I'll do both. I'll do both. Amen. For even in Thessalonica, okay, now verse 16, in Thessalonica, you sent once and again into my necessity. In other words, you contributed to my needs not only once, but a second time. This was a, a good church. This was a good church. They took care of Paul. Amen. Um, now, notice verse 17. Not because I desire a gift. But I, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Paul's not looking to be served himself. He's not looking to his own personal needs. He's saying, thank you for partnering with me. I'm glad you did that, but this isn't for me. It's for you. When I partner with my pastor, it's not for her. It's for me. Yes, it's a blessing to her. But I'm not doing it for her. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for her because I love her. I don't want you to think that. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm doing it because I need to open up an account. And I want to partner with that anointing. It's not just finances. Now there's other things coming through. Now the anointing on her comes on me. You can't have that if you're not in partnership with someone. If you're not in partnership with your pastor, if you're not in partnership with the local church. You know, we could say, we call it covenant membership. Right? But unlike the gym, you can't just buy the membership and only show up when you want to. Otherwise, you won't see the results. Only do partner financially, when you want to. There's a commitment. It's, you're in covenant. You're in covenant. So now that anointing. See, when Pastor Nancy moved into the paid-for flow, I don't know how many of you saw it, but they had money in, the, in several accounts all over, in their cafe account, their children's account, 
um, and the, 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 uh, their financial girl said, Pastor, next year, this is what we're going to owe, and this is going to be the interest. And the interest was going to be a lot. I don't know how much. And she, Pastor Nancy, said, how much money do we have? Do we have enough to pay this off? Now, they had just started believing, I believe it was this last year, to pay it off in less than a year. And they said, if you t t wipe out all your accounts, you can have this building paid off. So I'm sure she prayed about it, but she also called a minister and said, what do you think? The minister said, I'd do it. Pay off that building. It's like someone said, if you had all the money to pay off your house and all these different accounts, grab all the, now the Lord told her to do it. So, and I told you last week, I don't remember when it was, I said, Pastor, I'm, you know, sent her a text, so excited for you and that paid off flow. She said, it's a paid for flow. Yeah, we love the paid for flow, something like that. I said, oh, I told Pastor Marks, I caught that. It's a paid for flow. God wants us to live in a paid for flow where things are paid for, not just buying it and getting it paid off. How about going in and having it paid for in full? Why can't we get to, why can't we be there? Why, why is it the unbelievers that, that, that are business owners? That, well, how come that, why not, why not you? Why not us? Why not us? This is a wonderful building. We're grateful for it. This isn't our stopping place. You know, Pastor and I, you know, the Lord was talking to me about this a few months ago. You're pioneers. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, you're pioneers. You know how many pastors come and they'll say, so did, did you start this church? Because some people don't start their churches. They come into a church already built up. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we started it. We're pioneers. We started in our living room. Then we went to the bar. Then we, you know. Oh, wait, no, clear that part, bar. We up. met in a bar. No, wait, clear that up again. We had church in the bar. There you go. Yes, we had church in the bar. But we've been different places, but we pioneered. We didn't serve no drinks. We didn't serve no drinks, just the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you something. If you're part of this flow, guess what you are? You're a pioneer. You got a pioneer spirit. You know what that means? God's going to give you some ideas to pioneer some things, to pioneer your own businesses, to pioneer, I don't know what, but God, if... If God put us here as pioneers, you're a pioneer. Right. Sarah been pioneering the nursery department since she was I don't know how old. I mean, we've 14. all we've all we're all pioneering something. Some of you are in the usher. You're pioneering. You're pioneering. You know, think of the colonists, uh, the ones that came out and then they went to the wild west. What were they? They were pioneers. But guess what? We're establishing. We're a foundation for generations to come yep. so that one day when we're all gone this river church still gonna be here and our kids are gonna be here and maybe they'll be the the grandmas and the grandpas and their kids and then their kids will be here and they'll be singing and they'll be worshiping God we're pioneers so so when we when we partner with our pastor that anointing so when she had that paid for flow I caught it I said oh paid for paid for I'm, I'm holding on to that don't let go of the paid for flow God's been pay God's been supernaturally paid off two of our two debts that we had personally. There's other things I'm believing God for. There's so much more, but it's a it's a flow. It's a pattern that has started, and if we don't hold fast to it and recognize there's a paid for flow, then the momentum you'll will lose it. 
We can't lose the momentum of this paid-for flow. There's a pattern of it. Things are getting paid off. When the money comes to you, you have debts, pay them. Don't go spend them on other things. Pay off the debts. Pay off the debts. You want to be debt-free. There's a paid-for flow. Amen. So that anointing on her, the anointing on your pastor, some of you, maybe you want a bigger house. Well, pastor and I got into that house because our pastor got into it. Her house. Well, guess what? Because we got into that house, you can get into the house you want. There's an anointing for that. It was a supernatural thing that got us into that house to buy it. When we walked in there, I said, oh, there we go. My first thought was in the natural. I can't afford this. And when I found the price, I'm like, and it had everything I wanted. And uh, everything Pastor Marcus wanted. And then when we got in there, there were still things like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. It has this. Oh, it has this. It was a supernatural thing. But see, when your pastor moves into something, that's why you never be jealous of when your pastor gets a new house or your pastor gets a new car. Because when they move into that, then guess what? You're right behind. It's like the, it's like the man on the, you know, climbing the tall, tall mountain, and he's got the rope right down there, and you're just, I'm next, I'm coming right up. But because there's an anointing for that. There's an anointing. I said there's an anointing for it. Amen. So we don't, we don't think of partnership as being something, eh, no big deal. No, it's a big deal. Who you partner with is a big deal. It's like who you get married to, that's a big deal. We don't just go marry anybody. You know, who you marry, that's a big deal. Why? Because now you're in partnership with them. You're doing life together. Amen. Okay. So, um, so I desire, he says in verse 17, fruit, not, not that I desire a gift, but I desire a fruit that may abound to your account. Your account is filled by your partnership, but it's also filled by your words. What are you saying about your finances? Well, I'm just so, this is just, this is for the birds and none, and, and I'm tired. Of, no, my God meets all my needs. I always have a full supply. I'm a tither and the windows of heaven are open. Good deals come to me all the time. I have plenty in my accounts because I bring my supply. Amen. And so he says that I desire fruit. I desire a harvest for your account. When you partner, when you come into partnership with your local church through your giving, there is a harvest, an abounding harvest. It says that it may abound, abound. When I think of abound, I think of plentiful. I think of overflowing, not just, you know, we're just low on this right now, which we are. We're low on this. <laughs> this is not abounding. <laughs> We're getting into the abounding flow. Amen. But when you see things like that, they're empty, right? When you partner with God, it's not, well, if I give, this is what my wallet's going to look like. No, who told you that? That's not what God's word says. That's what the devil said. Why? Because he doesn't want the harvest to abound to your account. Right. He doesn't want a harvest. You can't get a harvest without sowing a seed. Come on. I'm just saying. We all know that's true. You live in the Central Valley agriculture, agriculture fruit basket of the world. Do you know how many people we feed all? Let me tell you this. You live in one of the richest soil producing ag places 
in the world. I don't know how many people we feed from Tulare County all over the world, but we feed people all over the world. So every time you drive by one of those orchards, oh yeah, that's my harvest. I have a full sub. I want you to think when you drive by. Don't think that there's not enough. Think there's plenty. There's so much that when you drive by, there's oranges on the ground. The gleaners have to come and glean. They have to pick up everything. Why? There's so much. The tr trees are flowing over, flowing over with fruit. I said, thank you, Lord, for putting me in this Tulare County, that I get to see the abundance, the abundance. You see all those nut trees? That's abundance. That's, you see all the cows? You smell all the cows? Guess what that is? Abundance. You see all the dairies? That's abundance. Yeah, that's, that's this right here, baby. That's money. So don't think, you, oh, I live in Portland. No. You live in one of the richest agricultural places in the world. Praise God. And, I, and let me tell you this. That shouldn't hold you up even if you didn't. You could live in a third world country like David Oyedipo. And still be rich. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, verse um, verse 16. Did I read that one? 15. <laughs> My glasses on. Verse 17. Okay. So in, in uh, 16, let's see. 17, he says, I desire a gift, but I desire fruit, a harvest that it may abound to your account. Okay. The next verse. Verse 18 says, but I have all and abound. I am full. In other words, I have a full supply. Having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing well to God. Your partnership with your local church, your giving, my giving with my pastor. You know, we tithe off of our church. If you have a business, you should be tithing off it. If you don't, don't expect it to grow. Because you will do things, you'll do things, and you'll do things, and you'll, do, you'll struggle and you'll toil without the hand of God on it. I'd rather have the hand of God on anything that I do. What I was going to say is we, this church, tithes. Pastor Marks and I tithe personally, but then everything that comes into this church, we tithe. We tithe. Amen? Why? It's a sweet smell. The Bible says it's a sacrifice, acceptable. Listen to this, and it's well-pleasing to God. It's well-pleasing. You are being well-pleasing to God when you partner with your local church. When I partner with my pastor, when I give gifts, when I give into the, the legacy. What's it called? The legacy, I want to say not foundation, but partnership. We're legacy partners. We're giving for other things. Like, we don't have needs. Right? Everybody does. Everybody has something. But when God puts it on your heart to give to something, you do it. Why? I'm partnering, I'm partnering with God. I'm partnering with that flow, that paid-for flow. I'm partnering with the anointing that's on her life. Why? Because I want it. <laughs> like, God connects you with people. It's not an accident. You know, people think they can just pick up and go wherever they want be in whatever church they want. But the Bible says God sets you in the house as it pleases him. So if you came into this church, you go, well, I thought I just came because someone invited me. You may have, but it was ordained by God. 
right? And, and the reason he sets you in the house is so that you can hear. The reason the Philippine, Philippi, I was going to say Philippines, Philippians, <coughs> the Philipp, Philippians, they were partnering with Paul is because Paul, they had, Paul had something they needed. That's right. My pastor has something that I need. Pastor Marcus and I have something that you need. And I want it. And I know you want it. And everything that flows from her comes right down through us and into you. Amen. Come on. It's a paid for flow. Paid for. You need to walk in your house say, this is a paid for house. Get in your car say, this is a paid for car. You look at your bills so those are paid for bills. Call things paid for. Pastor, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, that's just not. Well, then you'll never have it. What did I just say? Your word, besides partnering and through your giving, your words are important. If you say you'll never have it, guess what? You'll have what you say you'll never have it. Well, I just don't know if I could believe for that. Start getting in your word then. Then you need to renew your mind because that's part of heaven's flow. You know, God's not in debt. Nobody in heaven is in debt. They're not in debt. God doesn't want us to be in debt. God doesn't want us to owe people money. Well, praise the Lord. I say amen for myself. So your giving is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now look what the next verse says. But my God. Now all of this flows into this verse. All of the partnering, all of your giving, that's a sweet-smelling sacrifice. Now you have a, a, an open credit and debit account with heaven. Now, verse 19 says, now my God, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. He'll supply all your needs. Before your need ever showed up, God has the supply. He is the supplier. I said, Lord, you're my supplier. You know, when I think of supplier, I think of like a drug dealer. They call him a supplier. I'm like, God, you're my supplier. You're my supplier. You always are bringing me everything I need. I mean, those, I'm assuming, I don't know, I've never interacted with one who is selling personally on the streets, but I'm sure they're always there saying, you need something? What do you need? You want, you want to buy something now? What do you need? They're, they're pestering them all the time. God's like, what do you need? I got it. What do you need? What do you want? What do you want? What do you need? What do you need? What do you want? God, you know. You know what I want. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say you just keep your mouth shut. Well, God knows what I need, and if he wants to give it to me, he will. The Bible says ask. There's a scripture that says he knows what you need, but you still need to ask that you may receive, and your joy will be full. If you don't open your mouth and ask, you, your joy won't be full, and you won't have enough. But my God, let's read in the Amplified, will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So your partnership opens an account. It creates a harvest of blessing that is accumulating because you have a debit and credit account. It's accumulating. Why? Because you're in partnership. 
Because you're in partnership. Your giving creates an odor which God welcomes. The Amplified says it's the fragrant odor of an offering and sacrifice which God welcomes and which he delights in. So your giving, it creates an, you know, your giving has a smell to it. Wow. It's a sweet odor, the Bible says. A su- when you give, that's why when we give, we don't just... Or snub our noses. We don't, we don't take those things lightly. It's a, it's a sacrifice. It's an offering to God. It's a sweet smell to him. Amen. And he delights in it. That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because you're coming into partnership with him. You're opening your credit and debit account. There's a full supply. He loves. It doesn't say he likes a cheerful giver doesn't say he doesn't care if you're a cheerful giver or not. He just wants you to give. No, he says he loves a cheerful. Don't you love it when your kids do something for you? When my kids go, I was talking to Pastor Marcus about this the other day. When we were, uh, when the kids were little, and it was Christmas time or birthdays, if it was his birthday, I would take the kids and we're all going to go get dad something for his birthday. Or I'd give them each like, you know, here's five bucks or ten bucks, buy dad something. It changed as they got older. <clears throat> But we taught them to honor, you know, and when it was Christmas time, we would go out. I'm like, we're going to buy Dad something. Even if it was one thing, we're showing honor. Showing honor. When you, you love someone, you show them honor by giving to them. By giving to them. So I was telling him the other day, now that they all, they all have their jobs, and, you know, and they're like, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? And, and I'm like, so sweet. They're buying us gifts, you know. But... but but it's a sweet thing to us when your kids give to you when they get old enough and they're doing it on their own now. It's sweet to you. It's precious because you know that maybe they don't have all that, you know, that they could have, but they're making a sacrifice to give to you. And that's how God sees it. He sees you're giving. That's a, it's a sweet thing to him. It blesses his heart. But more than that, you come into partnership with the full supply. Do you see how all of those scriptures led to my God will supply? Yes. Now your giving opens up a liberal supply. If you're not liberally supplied, you do two things. Check your love walk. Check your love walk. And number two, check your giving. If you're not liberally supplied, check your love walk and check your giving. And then I'd say number three, then check your words. Check your words. Because if you're doing those two things and it's not coming, okay, Lord, get with God. Where am I missing it? Is it my words? Watch your saying. Watch what you're saying over the dinner table. Watch what you're saying to your spouse. Well, I don't know how we're going to pay that bill. Uh Uh-oh. Watch what you're saying. You know what? God's going to, there's been times I said, Pastor, we have this bill. He goes, and the money always comes. He started saying that, I don't know how many years ago, and it turned our finances. He said, the money always comes, Melina. And I'm looking at nothing, but he's saying the money always comes. And guess what? It always comes. It always comes. Why? Because I've opened up a credit and debit account. It's a sweet thing to me. Anything God tells me to do is light and easy. It's light and easy. There's a blessing to it. Amen. And then you have a full supply you have a full, liberally supplied, filled to the full, your every need, amen. Yes. Now, Paul was saying, now that I'm supplied, God will supply you. Yes. 
Praise God. So start saying, start saying this, I am supply. Say, I thank you, Father God, that I am a supply and I am supplied. See, because they were a supply, now they were liberally supplied. It's, it's really sowing and reaping. It's sowing and reaping. Amen. We must make someone else supplied so that we can have a supply. It's a privilege to be a supply to Pastor Nancy. It's a privilege to send her what I do every month. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to tithe into her ministry. It's a privilege to be a part of a ministry because it's not, now I want you to listen to this. You love the person. I love Pastor Nancy. But it's not just the person, it's the message. You can't just go anywhere and hear that message. We all know that. So I'm not just partnering. I'm partnering with her because I love her. But I'm partnering with that word that's going forth. And it's touching lives. And it's bringing people up higher. Amen. Now that I'm a supply, I'm fully supplied. Even if the count looks like this. Well, Lord, I know one thing. I'm a supply, and I'm fully supplied according to your word. Now you know every time we read Philippians 4.19, when it says, my God will liberally supply, you have to ask yourself, am I bringing my supply? Pastor, will I serve and I do this? That's good. But we're talking about finances here. We're talking about finance. This, This passage is talking about finances. I pray for my pastor. I bring my supply in that area. I do that. But if I don't tithe, then I'm disobeying God. So I can't claim that verse. It's the word. And I'm telling you, we're going higher. 2024, there's a lot more. (laughs) There's a lot more for all of us. God wants to take us higher. He wants our church to go higher. He wants to bring people in. He wants, listen, when you go out there, spread the word about the River Church. Don't just think people are going to know that we're here. Don't just think, well, they know. No, they don't. You are going into places that no, Pastor and I aren't there. Other people aren't there, but you're there. Tell them, you should come to church. There's a great church. It has changed my life. Oh, my gosh, you'll love it. You'll love the people there because, you know, they're so sweet and kind and loving and friendly. Your whole life will change. Spread the word. Porterville, surrounding communities need to know that God is their supply. This valley is called to be blessed because we're all here. There are believers in this valley. This valley should be blessed. We shouldn't see poverty everywhere we go. We're called to this area to turn it into the Garden of Eden, to turn it around. When I see poverty, it bugs me. I don't like it. I don't like poverty. You know, they have these old, I'm going to close with this. They have these houses on HGTV, right? And people are like, oh, I want a house with character, and they want all these old houses. I'm like, I don't want an old house. That's just me. Because I grew up in old houses, some of them, not all of them. Or I knew people that had old houses. And I'm like, it didn't really speak of wealth to me. But now, you know, the wealthy people, they buy the house, they make, you know, all that stuff. But when I see things that, and the thing is that, that prosperity mentality starts on the inside. And you will see it on the outside. 
You'll see it in how you treat your house, how you treat your clothes, how you take care of things. If you want to stay where you are, then, you know, leave the toilet in the front of the house and put a plant in it. I mean, I don't know. People do that. And I'm like, mm, I don't think that that's a good planter, <laughs> you know. And I know people have styles. But if you're going to do that, make it look pretty. I don't know. That's just not, you know. Clean things up. I love what Brother Copeland said. He goes, you know, when I go into a restroom, I don't go and grab all the paper towels. He goes, that ministry paid for all those paper towels. I take one paper towel and I dry my hands. You know what that is? I told Pastor Mark, that's a prosperity mentality. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be mindful to be a blessing. Be mindful. You know, when I take the paper towel in the women's bathroom, I take my one paper towel, and then if there's water, I wipe it off, and then I throw it away. I take care. I take care of what God has given us. Amen? I'm telling you, God is so good. We are going higher in 2024. Hey, we may not be here next year, and I'm fine with that. Because God, there's things that we want to do. Like we want to have, we want to have a school. We want to have a preschool. We want to have a place where kids can go and hear the word. Be academically taught. Awesome. That's what we want. But we don't want them to be under what's out there. Because I've been there. And not good. And I'm with the littles. I can't imagine the older kids. We want, that's what we want. That's one thing we want to do. Anything else, Pastor, you want to say? Praise God. So we're going higher. Amen. God's going to move us into more things. More things. So, Father, we just lift you up tonight. We mag- just lift your hands. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for this word that you've given us tonight. Lord, that as we are a supply, say, because I'm a supply, I'm fully supplied. I'm fully supplied. Everything I need, it comes to me in abundance to the full till it overflows because I'm a joyful giver and I love you Jesus oh we love you Jesus we thank you father for your word it's brought life to us we thank you father we receive it tonight we take it in father we thank you for the vision you have that you've given pastor Marcus we thank you father for for the dreams that you put in people's hearts I thank you father there's dreams that God has put in your heart do not do not let go of those dreams. This is what the Lord's telling me. Am I sensitive in my spirit? Let me rephrase that. Don't let go of those dreams. Because maybe there's been hardness. Um, it's been so long. Um, there's been difficulty. Or you've gotten weary. Don't let go of those dreams. God has put things in your heart. Given you desires given you desires and it's up to you to hold fast the Bible says hold fast to your confession of faith don't you let go the enemy would love nothing more for than you to let go of a prosperity mentality for you to think well it can't be for me yes it can his best his best his best he has his best for you don't ever settle for anything less than his best his best is for you His best is for your family. Why? You are worth it. Porterville is worth it. This city, the surrounding communities, they 
are worth it. You know, one thing, Brother Hagen, you can look at me, and I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Marcus. One thing the Lord told Brother Hagen is, your church building ought to be the most beautiful building in the city. Back in the day, they, the cities would donate prime land to churches. Way, way back. That's why you would see, if you look at those old pictures, there's the church and it's always up on a hill. The cities would give the prime land to the churches. And then those churches, there are churches <clears throat> that I've heard of, probably in Europe and things like that, that when they would go to build a church, they did not expect to complete the church in their lifetime. They took on this project knowing that it would take three or four generations. That's, you know, the big beautiful churches. It wasn't, well, we're going to, you know, and what I'm, t I'm telling you this because, yes, there's commitment attached to it. There's a vision that it's not just for us, it's for the generations to come. God wants us to have the best. He wants the people of Porterville, the surrounding communities, to know the best is for you. You know what it's going to look like when all you out there driving? Now, me, I like a certain luxury car. I'm not going to name it. But, you know, you're all out there, and there's a parking lot full of all your cars that you love. That's a witness. That's an example to people who, like, how did you, how did you get that? God. I connected with God. I partnered with him. I became a tither, a giver. I started serving in my local church. I got a promotion. These blessings started coming. Uh, I, I went back to school and I got this done and I got inspired and blah, 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 whatever it is. But God wants us to be an example of the blessing. Amen. So don't ever settle for anything less. You go, you keep those, those dreams that are in your heart. And if you need to print out a picture of that car that you want, print it out. Print it out. Thank you, Lord, every day. Thank you, Father. It's mine. You have debts. Then thank you, Father. They're paid. Whatever it is, you don't let go of your dreams. Amen? You are fully supplied this Christmas season. Fully supplied. I say you are. I declare the blessing over this church, over this church, this congregation, that the blessing of the Lord is upon them, and they are fully supplied not just in for Christmas, but to even flow over into the new year. And I thank you, Father, as we, we start to wrap up this year, that we're going to go into this new year with a new way of thinking. You've got to have that new way of thinking, that prosperity belongs to you. Prosperity belongs to this church. We're going to be okay with starting to see. Pro we need to start expecting prosperous things. Start expecting, hey, maybe so-and-so is going to drive up in a Mercedes. Woohoo! Why not? Why can't, if that's what you want, maybe you want the Prius, woohoo, go for that too. Whatever you want, whatever's in your heart, right? We're not raiding, I'm just saying, whatever desires in your heart, we need to start, I want you to start being okay, because I'm telling you, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Your faith has to be on something. Your faith has to be on a project. Don't, well, things are comfortable, so you let go. Don't let go. Put your faith on a project. What is it? What are you believing God for? Well, all my bills are paid. Well, what it, put your faith on something. Maybe you need to go build a garden in the backyard. Maybe you need to landscape your backyard. Maybe you need to do that. you got to put your faith on a project. Maybe that, I don't know what it is. Maybe lay submit here. Yep, you got it. God wants you to make your home like the Garden of Eden. 
And he's going to give you all the finances to do it. Amen. He's going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to God's house. Amen. Praise God. That's all I have, Pastor. Yep, that's it. And say this with me. Say, I'm blessed Bless. to be a blessing. Be a blessing. Everything my hands touch Everything prospers. Everything my hands touch turns to gold. I'm wealthy. I'm, wealthy. I'm, rich. I'm rich. I'm fully supplied. I'm fully supplied. Because I'm a, I'm a tither and I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And the windows, are open. the windows are open. And thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings. Thank you, Father, for the full... Now thank him for that full supply. Thank you, Father, for the full supply. Thank you, Father, for all the money. Thank you, Father, for the blessings of the Lord that make us rich. We thank you, Father, for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going higher. Yes, we're raising our level of thinking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, yes, and those projects. Those projects, yep, they're going to start getting done. And the projects for the church, they're done. They're done. We call in all the equipment, all the equipment, all the equipment. Yes, and the building. Let's, let's do one thing before we leave. Let's rejoice our building in. Hallelujah.